Good morning, and welcome to Simply Tech. It's Tuesday, January 30th. On today's show, Semron aims to replace chip transistors with MEM capacitors, and Elon Musk reveals updates on Neuralink's first human implant and a new product name, Telepathy. Plus, Meta's free Code Llama AI programming tool closes the gap with GPT-4. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Tech. We start off with a Germany-based startup, Semron, which is making waves in the tech world with its development of 3D-scaled chips. These chips are designed to run AI models locally on mobile devices such as smartphones, earbuds, and VR headsets. Here to delve deeper into this topic is our correspondent, Bella. Can you tell us more about these chips and how they differ from conventional processors? Certainly, David. Semron's chips use electrical fields to perform calculations, unlike conventional processors that use electrical currents. This approach allows the chips to achieve higher energy efficiency and keeps the fabrication costs low. The chips are designed to run advanced AI, which is a unique feature not found in today's chips for consumer electronics devices. Interesting. And what makes these chips capable of running advanced AI? The key lies in a component known as a MEM capacitor, or a capacitor with memory. Unlike transistors, which are used in most computer chips and act like on-off switches, capacitors can store energy. Semron's MEM capacitors control an electric field between a top electrode and bottom electrode via a shielding layer. This layer is controlled by the chip's memory, which can store the different weights of an AI model. These weights manipulate and fine-tune the model's performance as it trains on and processes data. And how does this electric field approach impact the chip's energy usage? The electric field approach minimizes the movement of electrons at the chip level, which reduces energy usage and heat. Semron plans to use this heat-reducing property to place hundreds of layers of MEM capacitors on a single chip, greatly increasing compute capacity. In a 2021 study, Semron achieved energy efficiencies of over 3,500 tops W while training a computer vision model, which is significantly higher than existing techniques. That's impressive. But what challenges does Semron face in bringing these chips to market? Semron is currently in the pre-product stage and faces the typical challenges of a chip startup, such as mass manufacturing and attaining a meaningful customer base. It also faces competition from custom chip ventures like Neron, Encharge, and Tenstorrent. However, Semron has managed to attract funding from investors including Join Capital, Square One, OTB Ventures, and Onsite Ventures, raising 10 million euro to date. Semron certainly seems poised to make a significant impact in the tech world. Thanks for that report, Bella. In other tech news, Elon Musk's brain-machine interface startup, Neuralink, has reportedly implanted a chip in a human. The individual is said to be recovering well and showing promising neuron spike detection. The company's first product, named Telepathy, is designed to allow control of a phone or computer merely by thinking. This technology was previously demonstrated with monkeys playing Pong. To delve deeper into this development, we have Celeste with us. Can you tell us more about this implant and its purpose, Celeste? Certainly, David. Neuralink's implant is part of Musk's ambitious plan to create a brain-machine interface. This technology aims to allow humans to control devices with their thoughts. 
The first product, Telepathy, is designed to provide control over phones or computers. This concept was previously demonstrated with monkeys playing the game Pong, using only their minds. That's fascinating. Can you explain more about how this technology works? The technology involves implanting a chip in the brain that can detect and interpret neural activity. This neural activity is then translated into commands that can be understood by a device. In the case of the telepathy product, these commands could be used to control a phone or a computer. And what about the individual who has received this implant? How are they faring? According to Musk, the individual is recovering well and showing promising neuron spike detection. This suggests that the implant is successfully picking up and interpreting the individual's neural activity. However, it's important to note that this is still very early days for this technology. Indeed, it is. What could be the potential implications of this technology, assuming it becomes widely adopted? The implications could be vast. For individuals with physical disabilities, this technology could provide a new way to interact with the world. It could also revolutionize the way we use technology, making it more intuitive and seamless. However, there are also potential ethical and privacy concerns that need to be addressed as this technology develops. Certainly, a development to watch closely. Thanks for your insights, Celeste. Speaking of developments, Meta has announced an update to its code generation AI model, CodeLama 70B, which it claims to be the largest and best-performing model yet. The tool, which was launched in August, is free for both research and commercial use. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Abby. Can you tell us more about CodeLama 70B and its capabilities? Certainly, David. CodeLama 70B is an advanced version of Meta's code generation AI model. It can handle more queries than its predecessors, meaning developers can feed it more prompts while programming, and it can be more accurate. In fact, it scored 53% in accuracy on the human eval benchmark outperforming GPT 3.5's 48.1% and coming closer to the 67% mark reported for GPT-4. That's quite impressive. How does CodeLama help developers? CodeLama is designed to assist developers in creating strings of code from prompts and debugging human-written work. It was built on Llama 2, and Meta launched two other CodeLama tools last fall, CodeLama Python and CodeLama Instruct, which focus on specific coding languages. And where can developers access CodeLama 70B? CodeLama 70B is available on three versions of the code generator and remains free for research and commercial uses. It's hosted on the code repository Hugging Face, which offers access to GPUs to run AI models. The model was trained on one terabytes of code and code-related data. How does CodeLama 70B compare to other AI code generators in the market? Meta claims that its larger models, including Code Llama 70B, return the best results and allow for better coding assistance. However, it's worth noting that other AI developers have also released code generators in the past year. Amazon's Code Whisperer was released in April, and Microsoft harnessed OpenAI's model to bring GitHub Copilot. Indeed, AI is playing an increasingly significant role in coding and development. Thanks for the insights, Abby. In a similar vein of tech news, Meta has recently announced a collaboration with the Center for Open Science ahead of a significant congressional hearing on children's online safety. As part of this pilot program, Meta will share privacy-preserving social media data with select academic researchers studying well-being. 
To discuss this further, we have our correspondent from Simply Tech. Can you tell us more about this collaboration and its implications? Certainly, David. This move by Meta is seen as a response to the increasing pressure from academics who have been pushing for years for platforms to share more data for their research. This need has become more urgent as the impact of social media on mental health is becoming a major concern in Congress. In a press release, Curtis Cobb, Meta's VP of Research, stated that they aim to contribute to the scientific community's understanding of how different factors may or may not relate to people's well-being while respecting the privacy of their app users. This announcement comes just before Meta founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg is due to testify before Congress on children's online safety. Can you tell us more about this hearing and what we can expect? Yes, Zuckerberg, along with CEOs from Discord, Snap, TikTok, and others, will testify before Congress as part of a hearing on children's online safety. This hearing comes at a time when Meta is under increasing scrutiny for its handling of children's safety on its platforms. In addition to announcing this collaboration, Meta also announced new messaging restrictions on Facebook and Instagram, which will prevent users under 16 from receiving messages from adults they don't follow. Parents will also be able to approve or deny teens' changes to default privacy settings. What other measures has Meta taken in response to the concerns about children's safety online? Meta has taken several steps to address these concerns. They've limited teens' access to content about self-harm, suicide, and eating disorders. However, these measures have been met with skepticism, especially after unredacted documents from an ongoing lawsuit revealed Meta's historical reluctance to protect children on its platforms. It's not just Meta that's under scrutiny, right? Other social platforms are also taking action ahead of the hearing. That's correct, David. Other platforms are also implementing new safety initiatives. For instance, one platform announced it will hire 100 moderators in Austin, Texas for a trust and safety center. Another platform faced a high-profile content moderation issue when non-consensual pornographic deepfake images of Taylor Swift went viral, leading to calls from the White House for legislative action. It's clear that the issue of children's online safety is becoming a major concern for all social media platforms. Indeed, it's a pressing issue. Thanks to Simply Tech reporter James for shedding light on Meta's new collaboration and the upcoming congressional hearing on children's online safety. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Tech. We'll see you back here tomorrow.